Hello there. Welcome to this episode of The Line to Mastery. In this episode, I am joined with the one, the only, Jim Galley. Jim shares his life story from being born in France to moving to Florida at the age of 12 and then eventually moving out to L.A., He shares his love for skateboarding and how eventually that translated into a love for slacklining. We riff on what the slack life means to him, giving back with the slackline, how it's offered so much to him in his life that now he feels the call to share it with others. He also talks about how it's available to everyone from the youth to the elders how the only limitations really are your own imagination and anything is possible. Jim shares the challenges and the fears that have arisen for him within the sport, the positivity that's brought into his life, the community that it has invited into his heart. And honestly, the worst part of this podcast is that it's simply not long enough. Um, A little bit of background, we were out in Moab and at the time of recording this podcast, uh, it had snowed. So we ended up coming back into town from the Highline area that we were at and we got some hotels and there were a lot of monkeys around. So Jim and I took a quick break away from all the monkey madness to record this podcast in a magical traveling spaceship of a van. So Jim, we'll be back on the podcast soon enough. We'll riff for much longer than the 20 minutes that this podcast is. And yeah, thank you so much, Jim, for coming on. It was a pleasure. I love you, bro. And I can't wait to do it again soon. Special thanks to the investors in me for Fit for Service this past week. Isaac Peters, Stephanie Albright, and Samuel Cohen. Thank you for directly investing in my mission and this program that allows me to connect with people that I've looked up to um, that are becoming mentors for me and in my life. Um, yeah, it's it's something super special to have had this call to move out to Austin to connect with these people and two years later to now finally have the opportunity to do a deep dive over the course of a year. Um, if you feel the call to invest in me and help me move forward with making this happen, um, you can find the GoFundMe link in my link tree on my Instagram bio, or you can just DM me directly and I can send it to you. Either way, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and connecting with the work that I do. Um, I don't know how my life is going to look. I just know that I want it to be epic and I desire at the very end of it to know that I gave it my all and I pushed, I pushed our present generation a bit further so that the future generations that come after us had the opportunities to stand on our shoulders and elevate humanity and the planet and, and whatever ways that they see fit. I, uh, yeah, I just know that we're really powerful and we have so many capabilities to make an impact. Um, yeah. So without further ado, enjoy this podcast with Jim and the next one will be out next week. Much love. Let's just dive straight in, straight into it, man. Welcome to the podcast. Thank, Thank you for coming on. Thank you for welcoming me, man. Yeah. It's yeah. 
Absolutely. When I knew that we were both going to be in Moab, I just felt like it was divine to have you on the podcast. So here we are. Pleasure. Um, let's just drop straight in, man. What's your story? So my story is that I was born in France, closest to the Alps, in a place called Lyon. I grew up playing soccer, uh, very fortunate, nice, awesome, very lucky childhood. Uh, and then my dad decided to move to the USA when I was 12 years old, moved to Florida. Uh, big move, but super grateful for it. Uh, went to high school, learned English, you know, all that stuff. It was. It was a blessing. Kept playing soccer. Um, I've been skateboarding as well. So I had recently broke my tibia when we did the move. So I was still recovering from an injury. But um, it was super nice to just, you know, come to the USA. Such a different lifestyle. You know, first time in Costco. It's like, whoa, <laughs> just holy fuck. We don't have these things. Um, so that was great. And then after high school, wasn't really sure what I was going to do. I was doing a little modeling. And I wasn't, like, too sure on what I would go to college for or if I should even go to college. So my brother had moved out to L.A. because he was a singer-songwriter artist. And he's just like, you know, just come out, live here, see how you like it. Best decision I could ever made. Uh, amazing weather, amazing people. Uh, just got a job right away in the service industry. I've always been working in restaurants, so I just did what I knew I could do. And then my one of my best friends from Florida, Rodolfo, came and visited me, and uh, we went and just biking around Venice and Santa Monica, and there's a slackline park there at Original Muscle Beach that's been established in 2014 legally, permitted by the city, and uh, we just, like, biking by, and he's like, well, check this out, you know, I've been doing this for a couple months, um, have you tried this? And I was like, no, never, and I was deep into skating, because California is, like, where it started it's like a huge culture so i love the whole skating scene going to the skate park and all that and so we went to the we went inside the park on the sand and there was this tiny like 10 foot long but like kind of high five foot one inch tubular really tight and he just hops on and he's balancing and having a nice time and i try it with like his help next to me and i'm like whoa this is really weird and hard and i just did not like it at all Kept biking and then a few months, you know, kept skateboarding. And a few months later, my brother's bandmate just gave me a two inch slack line because they were actually living out of their van at the moment, traveling. And it's just, you know, something they weren't using. So I was like, sure, I'll take it. And then for some reason, it just clicked then when they gave me that two inch. I set it up outside of my house, like between two palm trees over the grass. And I don't know what happened. I just got addicted all over again and just trying to balance this little fabric uh, in between this airspace, even though it's right over the ground, just became addicting. I just started in, in pretty much two days. I just kept rigging it and just tried to get to the tree. And then in one day I could like actually walk towards that tree. And I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. Like just walking 10 feet was life changing at the time. And then, okay, now I got to walk to the tree and turn around. And then you do that in a few days and you just keep practicing. And now I'm talking to you in Moab and we're walking across the sky like 200 meters, like it's no big deal, you know? It's really been life-changing. And so my story to answer your question in a long story is that I'm just really stoked on where the slacklining is going and how it uh, changes people's lives and just brings positive positivity to uh, this awesome planet that needs a lot of love at the moment. So it's, yeah, per man. it's a perfect time for the sport to grow. Yeah, there's so much potential. And 
it sounds like we've had very similar journeys where we've just grown so much and had such positive experiences from it to where it almost feels like our responsibility now because it's offered so much that we in turn hand the same to others through the sport and other mediums. So would you say that there was anything particular in your life happening that kind of brought the slack line to you? Community. Um, my brother is an artist and you have to collaborate with people and you have to, you know, make music with people and you know that was already a community on its own and without that that slack line wouldn't have been given to me and it was given to me yeah it wasn't it was a gift you know so you were kind of missing community at that point in time in your life no not at all okay. but but a different community that i wasn't necessarily aware of because my brother is part of me and he's part of my life so when i go to his shows or his rehearsals i'm just like I feel like I'm already kind of part of the community, but I don't realize it, you know? Totally. And so, because everything's cool and everyone's cool and, you know, my brother's part of the scene, so it's like, it's like if I had a little brother and he came to Highline Gatherings with me, it's like everything would be chill for him kind of thing. So I feel that safety. Um, it wasn't a lack of community. It was just a gift from another community. And so now I feel like, just like you're saying, it is my calling to gift other people from other communities and to show them our community you know yeah yeah so what does uh what does slack life mean to you slack life itself mm -hmm. um slack life i mean if we think about the actual two words themselves slack which is slacklining which is funny because a lot of people think you know slacklining and slackers are you know slacking <laughs> but they actually put in a lot of work and they're committed and they are always evolving and aware and in their present moment. So I think Slack is just staying aware and present. And then life is just, you know, being able to make it accordingly and balanced within your life. So like if you have a job or if you need a job or it's like the two hands, you know, negative and positive and those two come together and balance it all out. So that's Slack life to me, just being able to grow and live with the community but also take care of my own life while serving others yeah yeah beautiful so what does that look like for you serving others and then also you know offering the slack line to your community um so my girlfriend kat and i just started giving lessons in los angeles because she teaches yoga there and so that's been a blessing having a space during this pandemic to um give people this opportunity this is something new some people come, they've tried it before. Others have never tried it before. And it's funny to me because, you know, I wasn't I wasn't into it. I was thrown away by it. And a lot of people get thrown away by it. But all they need is that first right experience, I feel like. And so to me, it looks like providing them that, providing them a safe space where they can practice and grow within other beginners and experts as well, you know. Because we're all experts, we just have to find what expertise means to us, you know? Mm -hmm. um, just growing the sport in a positive direction. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And like, yeah. I think that was my favorite part of my initial stages of my slackline journey is when you would go to gatherings, being a beginner, and like finding yourself surrounded by the highest level athletes that there were at the time. Such as like Freedy and Spencer, and right? Yeah, those those OG just, people that yeah. you look up to that 
yeah, I mean, my first time showing up to GGBY, it was, it was amazing, you know, like, oh my God, there's Andy Lewis and there's all these like superstars in my eyes, you know, um, or not superstars, but just really people that have their craft, you know, down and are clearly providing a, a better, in my opinion, space. Like those people have done amazing things for, for the sport, you know, opening up lines and, and, and places and keeping up with the BLM and all that stuff, you know, that's that's really great. Um, and yeah, definitely being able to compare yourself growth to others is, is really rewarding, I think. So comparing our first festivals and not knowing like what a double, triple, whatever kind of knot, you know, that you didn't know before or how to properly dress a figure eight when you tie in and just all these all these things that sometimes don't come organically you know mm -hmm. yeah these like really necessary foundational um points of knowledge when it comes to both rigging and Safety. Yeah, safety as well as like walking on a slack line. And, and what he now, means, yeah. Now it just comes so effortlessly because we've yeah. been in it for so long. And like you said, I feel like the sport is 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 at the stage where it, it's a open canvas. Like, yes, it has evolved a lot, but it's kind of like if you look at skateboarding and it's, it's, it's becoming an old sport, but it's not. People are still inventing tricks every day. And, like, so, like, we're doing that. And other sports are influencing, you know, the freestyle, danger noodling thing going on. Like, there's... And that's what I personally love about slacklining and why I'm, I know that I'm fully, like, addicted to it, you know, in a positive and aware way is that I can do so many things with it. Um... You can compare it to anything. It's just like coffee. You could you could boil some coffee and just drink it black, and it's gonna taste however you know you might think it tastes. Or you could put coconut and honey and spices and blend it all up, and you're still you know drinking coffee. But what comes after is different. And so with slacklining, I guess you can compare it to that. Is you can walk long distances. You can stay in one place. You can do yoga. You can bounce you can do flips <laughs> you can be a jedi you know what i mean it's, yeah it's a wizard sport and then and there's and it's it's there for everyone and that's my favorite part like old people can do it young people can do it people that are overweight and don't think they can do it can actually do it and so at my classes i've just been lately telling people that none of us really remember when we learned how to walk as babies None of us just got up and put our hands in our pocket and said, hey, mom and dad, I'm home. <laughs> no, we fucking fell all over the place and we look like idiots. We look like idiots when we learn how to walk, but we learn how to walk. And now we walk with our hands in our pocket and our phones and all this stuff. And it's the same thing with slacklining. You can, at first you look like an idiot, but then you really learn that it's, it's way more than, than that. <laughs> yeah. And that's the cool thing about this sport, man, is like, it's so accessible and it really is like a canvas. You get to choose your style. Yeah. And, and you, you get, get to, to choose your, you your stoke as well. You know, it's okay if you don't want to fucking send 200 meters. Nothing's wrong with that. If you want to go on a 50 meter for two hours and only take two steps, there's nothing wrong with that. You no. know, you're, you're doing your thing and that's what matters. And you're growing. At the end of the day, you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and you're like, okay, I grew a little bit at least. <laughs>
Yeah, and that's a beautiful thing, man. Like it just opens up so many different aspects of yourself that you may not uh, be tapping into with with other sports and modalities, especially um, whereas like you combine fear into the mix, you know, like being up high, the unknown, yeah. just like that open airspace. And yeah. that can bring up so much different, um, you know, doubts, fears, anxieties, limitations, Mm-hmm. Um, old stories, traumas, you name it. Mm-hmm. And for someone to find comfort within that space and learn to sit with those things, it applies to everything else in their life. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like medicinal, <laughs> you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So what's one of the most difficult things you've had to overcome in your slackline journey? Um... Personal growth as to like, there's always those moments where, you know, you tell yourself that this is okay, it's not crazy, but really deep inside your brain is like, come on, you have to be true. Like, you know, this is not normal. No, Not that many people walk in the sky tied to a harness and two pieces of one inch webbing, you know? So it is kind of a challenge to be like, oh no, I know I can do this and I'm good at it, but why am I doing it again? There's always that. And that's why now I want to serve people because it's also beautiful to go to these new places and just experience it all for yourself. But sometimes there's that thought of like, what am I actually doing in the sky here walking? Yeah, I'm breathing. Yeah, I'm getting deep with myself and I'm I'm working out and, and I'm bettering my physical and mental state. But am I serving anyone else? Yeah, I'm serving my friends around me that get to enjoy the same passion. But there's got to be more. You know what I mean? There's got to be more. So you just keep thinking. And so, you know, just thinking is a challenge. (laughs) Um, That's one of them. And then I guess just introducing other people, it can be a challenge too. Like, I'm scared of heights and, you know, people don't believe me (laughs) because I'm in the sky walking and and it doesn't make sense to them. But I am like, I'm, I'm afraid. I would hate to fall off. You know, heights are just scary. But I look forward and I walk. And I just keep going and I just keep breathing. And I, like you said, fear is a huge component and you have to pass through your fears. You know, I feel like I'm very lucky. I've had very close death experiences and very many, many injuries, you know, broken both my ankles twice, both my ears twice, my tibia. I've had seven stapled up my head. Like, you know, I've just, I've been through a lot. All slackline related? No, no, no soccer, skateboarding, okay. stupidity, uh, thinking that you don't have fear and you actually can do everything and you know you can't. You're a piece of bones and meat and the brain. You have to sometimes take a few breaths and think a bit more than than that. Um, yeah, so, we have these meat suits. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, to answer your, did I answer your question? I feel like it was just finding the deeper purpose within while you're doing finding the this. deeper purpose. Yeah. yeah, the intention. Yeah, behind it, everything that we do, and and it and sounds I, like connecting with community and service and yeah, and stupidly enough, like <laughs> with slacklining, it's like every step helps me. As long as I just keep stepping, it's the same with life. I just got to keep going forward and just <laughs> get back up, climb that leash, you know, get out the bed brush those teeth even though you fucking hate doing it you know little little things like that really matter and make an impact on other people 
Totally. It really does yeah. just and come just, down to running through the motions every yeah, single day. And communicating about it with, with other people like we are. Just having the conversation and the awareness is a really the key, I think, yeah. to growth. Yeah, I feel much the same, brother. Yeah. So who has been some of your biggest inspirations within the sport? Uh, within the sport, man, I couldn't pinpoint it as far as biggest inspirations. I mean, there are those amazing, beyond the sport if you want, amazing athletes like Lucas Ormler and Freedy who, you know, are able to keep breaking these records and just keep doing things that you think are abnormal, but then you realize that you could probably do yourself as well. You just have to keep pushing and be dialed in. You know, there's Andy Lewis has been a huge inspiration. Like, just there's a lot of, of people that have been an inspiration. My parents have been a huge inspiration. Many times where I'm on the line just walking. My brother, I'm just thinking about where I am in, in my life. Um, and then beginners, man, like, especially lately, just teaching people for the first time and watching them do their first sit-start after, like, 30 minutes of trying to slackline, they did a sit start. And I'm like, you know, it took me like three weeks to do a sit start. And they're like, what? Because they see me like get on the line and I do like Buddhas and blindfolds. And they're like, oh my God, you're a Jedi. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm really not. And then they do a sit start and I tell them that and they don't believe me. And I'm like, yeah, that's how much you can progress with this sport. That That is the truth. And uh, and then that makes me so happy because it brings me back to when I was walking across those two palm trees in front of my house. You know, I'm like, that was me four years ago. Totally. Like it all clicked, and now it's clicking with you. And I, and if you believe me, this really will change your life. You know, totally. And I feel like those that come after us are gonna be able to pick it up a lot faster. Because, so like, you much know, faster. You know, like we're still so, figuring out a lot of this stuff that's happening so within the sport. Mm -hmm. So our process may be a little bit longer. Whereas, like when we start to connect with others and teach them, they get to time travel because we've had that experience. Yeah, and at that point, you'll have all these tutorials from <clears throat> all of our amazing friends, like Justin in Colorado, who are you know doing that. And you know, we're sure we're, we'll be we're creating our own. Starting to make point. product. Like Kayla Beaver's doing amazing work in Colorado as well, coming out with product. And like while I'm talking, you know, thanks to like Jerry and Balance Community. Um, like, and 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 now, like you said, it's it's for whoever's in this community that feels like there's a calling <sighs> to whatever it might be. For me right now, it's like trying to manufacture webbing out of USA, like West Coast, probably Los Angeles. Um, you know, not trying to get it from China and stuff like that and just starting maybe my own little company, you know, and just trying to grow the sport and, you know, yeah. Cool. So that's what's something that you're in the process of creating right um, now? Yeah, I'm in the process of just getting getting it all down on paper and actually getting a business plan going. But I've I got a pretty, pretty good mental game when it comes to that. So I just I have it all in my head. I know what I want to do. I know I want to make people happy and I want to make them safe pretty sure might as well while people are listening <laughs> keep an eye out and a ear out for my pleasure slack lines that'll probably be the name of, of my company in in the west coast los angeles whether it's in months or in years my goal is to provide some quality product for people who are trying to um learn this amazing art i think slacklining is an art and it needs to be shared and it needs to be loved just like every art just like every people on this planet, we are art, we are love. We need to just keep it going and stop this 
dividing, if I might as well keep ranting, stop dividing bullshit of left and right and blue and red and let's just come together and all have conversations because clearly it's not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the... Um... Too many people divided in my opinion, but connecting bridges and one inch pieces of webbing brings people together. Keep an eye, keep an ear, eye, keep an ear and an eye out for that as well. Those slack lines are powerful, people. So if you could send a message in an Amber Alert uh, form mm -hmm. to, uh, <laughs> on, to like all, all yeah. the phones yeah. of the people in the U.S., okay. what would you say? Um, to all the phones and not the phones, any signs on the freeway and anything you can see, I would just say, I would say, first of all, thank you for being you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for looking. Um, try not to think too much, not to doubt too much. Learn to listen to each other. It's hard. We all come from different backgrounds. We all have different opinions and we believe in different things. But that's the beauty. The beauty is that we're all different and we can all talk about it. And the more different we are, the more together we can actually be. It's okay. It's okay if you want to... It's even hard to keep that sentence going. You know, It's okay if there's something wrong with you. And it's okay if there's something wrong with me. Let's find out what's wrong with each other. That way other people will realize that we came together and we are now getting better. And then maybe they realize that they will get better with us. And us is each other. Us is we. And we is love. And we love you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like we don't have to wait uh, to feel that... Connection. All of, yeah, all of our pains and things that bring us down um, are gone. We can find wholeness in this present moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Cam, thank you so much for yeah. having me. Yeah, um, you're doing awesome work. Keep it up. And uh, much love to everybody out there. Keep it, keep it balanced and keep it lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Love you, my man. Love you, man. Thank you again for tuning into this podcast with Jim Galley. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did. Send it to someone you love and you feel would be stoked on it, especially someone curious about slacklining. Um, and until next week, I hope you have a wonderful, exuberant, ecstatic, enthusiastic, joyous, bright, warm rest of your days until you tune in again. Much love.